Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of In The Zone. This is episode 143. I'm Giancarlo Lino, co-hosting as always with Anthony Pinello. Uh Chris Martelli is on the IR this week. We wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, Pinello, we're going to start this off with some uh, all wrestling today, but some big news coming out in the world of WWE. It looks like our guy, Adam Cole, is... Uh, Rumored to be either packing his stuff and leaving or taking a big-time deal. Uh, Looking at some of the rumors online, a million-dollar contract, so a lot more than what he's making now. If you're Adam Cole, do you stay with WWE or do you take the offer elsewhere? It's enticing. I'm pretty sure we know where the offer's from. but uh... I would entertain it, honestly. Um... I mean, Adam Cole's at a point in his career now. He's in his early 30s, I'm pretty sure. He's done pretty much everything he's wanted to. He's been everywhere. He's been successful everywhere he's gone. So I would entertain the offer. I mean, there's talented guys in that promotion for sure. All of his friends are over there if he really wanted to. And uh, if not, he could re-sign and continue being that NXT legend. I don't know. What, What do you think about it? I'm a little uh, on the fence with this. Like, I know AEW would make sense because he goes there. He knows all those guys. Uh, Britt Baker's there. That's always the allure, I guess, for other promotions. It seems like the likely outcome. But I think if he stays in WWE, can be a bigger star. If he goes to AEW, it's going to be a long time before he's in the main event. You see guys like Kenny Omega's there, Adam uh, Hangman Page, uh, CM Punk. If he goes there, he's going to be a main event guy. Daniel Bryan. So there's a long list of names ahead of him. You can't just walk right in there and go in the main event. I don't think it's likely. So I think his best bet, stay in WWE, take the million dollars and uh, work your way up. Start on Raw, become the main eventer over there, or go to SmackDown and have a big program with somebody. But I think right now that million dollars, I wouldn't uh, turn that down. Stay with WWE, build your name, make it a short-term deal like in hockey, a bridge deal. And uh, when that's up, then you go to AEW and you become more of a lucrative name, a uh, lucrative offer because he'll still be like 34, 35, prime of his career. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he's going to have some thinking to do. It's a nice little spot he's in. It's about time, I think. He's been in NXT like four years, which is crazy. So uh, do you think he's been there too long or has this been the right amount of time for a guy like him? I was just going to ask you if he was going to stay with the company. Like, is there anything left for him to do in NXT? I was, I was going to say I would want to see one more NXT feud because he had the stuff with Kyle O'Reilly right after, which was awesome. I want to see him do one more thing with Roderick Strong. That's the only thing I want to see him do in NXT if he were to get called up. Just because kind of the way it all started, man. Do you remember, like, Cole debuted and it was, like, right away it was established. Like, he's with Fish and he's with O'Reilly. And then it kind of, it took a while for Roderick Strong to get on board. Like, oh, at some point he's going to fucking snake us. It is Adam Cole. So, and then they take over the whole brand together and then eventually he turns on them. So I still want to see an Adam Cole, Roderick Strong feud in NXT. That's kind of the one thing I want to see. I think he's done everything he, he's pretty much set his mind out to do down there. So if there's one thing I want to see in the black and yellow brand, it's those two specifically. Other than that, I would love for him to get called up right after. Yeah, it would make sense. That would be a really good feud. And there's a lot of options, too. Like, O'Reilly's still there. Uh, Roderick Strong, like, he has his own stable, but one of those guys already got released. So if they wanted, they can still go as a unit there, have Adam Cole debut on the main roster, maybe Raw, 
uh, have them feud with AJ Styles, and then maybe those guys, they all reunite, the three of them, and the Undisputed Era on Raw. While uh, AJ's there, I think that would be a good back and forth, take almost out of the picture. Uh, but I think Raw is the better of the two options for him. If he goes to SmackDown, like, do you see any feuds that would jump out to you? On the SmackDown side, um, wow. Finn Balor's there recently. He kind of just, he, he tangled with him. Uh, what about Seth Rollins? <laughs> I can't really, I'm struggling for SmackDown right now. I know Cesaro's there. I don't know if these things would kind of make sense. Um, I was going to ask you, because Adam Cole's kind of one of those names where wherever he goes, you kind of can't fuck it up. Like people are going to, all eyes will be on him. It's just kind of a matter of like the book and what they do with him. Um, I want to bring up Keith Lee because he was kind of one of those guys where when he got called up, it was like, okay, game changer. And then they kind of didn't do anything with him. Was there anything like, is that a chance? Is there a chance of that happening with Adam Cole or if they call him up and that just absolutely botch his debut? Yeah, I think it is possible. It is WWE creative. You never know with them. He can come up and make him like a mid-carder, but I think his age is on his side because Keith Lee's like late 30s. Um, even Damian Priest, late 30s, probably 40. Like these guys that come up, I think it's too late. And then WWE, they just see them. Okay, let's just pair them off with someone. If they get ruined, whatever. I think Adam Cole, they put too much time in them. He came in as this young upstart pretty much like a blue chipper uh now he's in his early 30s so even if it didn't work i think he knows right away he can go anywhere in the world and make it work his reputation so i see this as a similar thing to what kevin owens did when he came up he was this guy that came up a lot of hype around him and it looked like a fit on the main roster and even if they screwed up at times uh he was still young enough where he has a couple of years to really change his game up and be another guy that WWE can rely on, but I see what you're saying there. Uh, that's why I think Adam Cole, they got to pair him off with the right people early on, and hopefully it doesn't turn out to be a complete disaster. I'm just thinking, I can't remember when it was within the last couple of years when all these guys came up at the same time. Remember Gargano and uh, and Ciampa, and oh, they just yeah. completely botched the debuts and were like, thank God that didn't happen to the Undisputed Era, and they just fucked them all at once. So it's just something like that. Like it's, if that were to happen, I'd be like, ah, after all this time, you, that's how it really went down. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of NXT, um, I don't know how to put this nicely, but <laughs> it looks like, uh, Vince McMahon doesn't like what he sees anymore. Uh, he wants to change it up. I found this picture online. I think it's perfect. Cause he's just looking at the logo and probably saying, fuck that. And uh, <laughs> apparently he doesn't want any smaller guys, let's say, uh, the nice term, the politically correct term. And uh, he doesn't want any guys over 30 uh, being on NXT and like spending too much time over there. Uh, he wants to bring it back to uh, kind of like what it was before uh, in developmental type of territory for the young talent that come into the performance center, new graphics and everything. So. Do you think this is going to be, a, I guess, a downtrend for NXT's quality? Maybe. 
Maybe. To me, like, I see where he's coming from. I don't think age and size really matters. But just when you look, like, maybe not so much wrestling, just in the sports world, that's kind of how it is. You take all these um, young guys and guys filled with potential and we don't know what they are yet, and you fill them down in quote-unquote developmental. If that's how he kind of sees it, I can't really argue that. That's not really... I, I don't, I'm not really mad at that process. So um, I feel like this is a line from 40 years ago. Hearing it now from Vince is hilarious, but I'm not, I'm honestly not that mad. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm actually surprised that all the people like go on Twitter and you just see all the reactions to it. It's like, oh no, he's ruining the brand. It's, this was the alternative, but like in the grand scheme of things, isn't this what they were all the time, developmental? And then they just got the, debut on usa network and the whole point of it i think was they wanted to get more hype around their developmental territory so like that when those guys go to raw and smackdown they all get the reactions that some of those guys in the attitude era all got like the mid carters so i don't see anything wrong with it i know this is an unpopular opinion to a lot of people but as much as people want to say it's a third brand wwe considers it developmental when you go to those wwe 24 documentaries and I think Keith Lee's was the biggest example. They all said, uh, Triple H even was the one that said it. Uh, Keith Lee got called up to Raw or SmackDown. So if you're the third brand, supposedly, allegedly, why would you refer to the guy being called up instead of moved? So I think they need to even put it in their minds. Like they need the reality check. This is developmental. Uh, some guys I think spend way too long, like Adam Cole, Shinsuke, Samoa Joe. Finn Balor, like if you're down there for more than two years and you're in your 30s, it's about time you dump the minor leagues and go to the big time. You think uh, that's when it happened when they started to sign guys? Like, uh, was it the Shinsuke era and like Samoa Joe? Because it started in the that developmental phase. Like, but um, I feel like they got forced into it because it is WWE and like there's an unlimited amount of amazing wrestlers in the world. And, WWE, like, ton of platforms, and let's all go over there. So where the fuck are we going to shove these guys? So, like, <laughs> NXT started that way, and then it turned into, I guess, that third brand type feel. But I'm with you. I don't see the issue. It's like this literally everywhere around the world. So if he wants to go back to that, let's see how he maneuvers there. Yeah, and they sign, like, all those performance center recruits. Like, every year they have, like, a bunch of guys coming in, and then you don't see them for a year. So... Might as well. You have the Rock's daughter there. As soon as she learns a snap mare, a suplex, there's your champ. <laughs> you build a brand around her. Maybe you send Dominic Mysterio over there. He's a prodigy. They probably all hate him. You can make him a heel down there, and he'll run shit over there. And I don't know. I see, like, it was that era. Like, Samoa Joe was an Impact World champ. Bobby Roode, imp- longest reigning Impact World champ. And they're developmental in WWE for longer than a year. Uh, like, they got to get their head a shake over there. Uh, looking like a guy, LA Knight, he's 40 years old. He's been around the world. He's a guy that you would want on the main roster cutting promos. He's an entertaining guy. They have him in NXT for far too long, it seems. So I think that's where the big disconnect is with WWE's creative because you have a lot of guys there that you can rebrand or change their character up and they're kind of in the mixer with guys who are headlining the show. They're 40. Like at the time, Rhino, Brian Kendrick, those guys made sense. Be good pros come in. 
you don't want the guys like LA Knight who are trying to make a name for themselves in a new company to come in. So I think that's where they need to change it and go back to what it was before with all these young guys. It's basically been like an elite in, uh, independent promotion. It's like, yeah, like Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, really. Yeah, all yeah. the Impact and ROH guys, they basically come... Yeah, like you said, it's great to have a few of those guys, but when you have so many star-studded names under one brand, you're like, fuck, okay, we can't. Some of these guys got to go up on a bigger scale. That's why, like, AJ Styles at the time, I think, because um, it was still, like, 2015-16, like, it would, they were starting to make that step NXT. And um, I think they pitched it to AJ, and he's like, fuck no, it's developmental. <laughs> Like, I see what you're doing, but I'm not going down there. And then right after, like, everyone started going. So I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah. Samoa Joe, they did him dirty. It's like, yeah, you're the guy over there in Impact, but we want you to start an NXT. AJ was smart at the time. You want me to go where? Fuck no. I already did that. I was in TNA for 15 years. You want me to go to NXT? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think some of these guys, like you think that. it's about betting on yourself? Or is this like, yeah, NXT's there. Let's try and uh, get involved with the hardcore fan base. Which guy specifically? Like a LA Knight, like that type of tier of talent. Like those younger type guys? Yeah, they're just on the cusp and they're a veteran in pro wrestling. They're like for- approaching 40 and looking at NXT somewhere to build the stock up, so... That one year you get maybe on Raw and SmackDown, uh, you make the most of it. I mean, yeah, they're at a they're at a point in their career now. They're basically shit. People start wrestling now. I think the legal age is like eighteen. You hear stories like we start when we're 12, 13 years old, and you travel the world. So if you're a guy like him and you finally get that chance, like, yeah, man, make the most of it. But yeah, right with you there. Who's a name you think that other than Adam Cole that? needs to finally do away with NXT and start bending on themselves on the main roster. I think it's the guys we were kind of mentioning before. Um, as much as I love Gargano and Ciampa, they're kind of like the heart and soul of NXT. But they're like they're in the same class as all the other guys, um, like established independent wrestlers. And they all landed in NXT. Everyone's kind of moved on since. And those two, they're kind of cemented with that brand which is awesome. But at the same time, when you look at like the performances those two have put on over the years, you think there's a lot more to give. So I'd say with those two specifically. Yeah, I'm with you. I think a lot of these guys, like it's nice to be in NXT, but are you main eventing WrestleMania? So ask themselves that question, which is probably most likely no. That's when you got to think about, okay, how big of a star can I be? in nxt did i wear out my welcome here uh is it time to go to raw or smackdown i think a lot of these guys are still a little too happy with being in what they see as developmental in wwe i want to throw uh i'm gonna throw io shirai in there too because i know they, they they bring people from japan over all the time but she was one of those she was one of those women where i thought that would be game changing like you could fuck around in NXT for a year, put on some solid matches with the prospects, and then immediately get called up and go into it with Charlotte. That's what I thought her projection was. And she's, I think she's a tag champion right now. I'm not sure. But like, and she'll put on great matches and stuff. But like, 
that's a star for me. That's someone that needs that exposure. So that's another name for sure. I want to see the brighter lights. Oh, and then looking at their uh, those recruits they had, I saw they had Scott Steiner's nephew. So he's Rick Steiner's son, I think. <laughs> I want to see them go with uh, give them Scott Steiner's like whole everything promos, music. Have a little pop a pump. <laughs> just come in there and start talking like I'm just going rants and fucking put people in the Steiner recliner. That'd be jokes. Gotta get PD Williams as his manager. Then we're good to go. <laughs> oh, little impact guys. And uh, yeah, you got the Rock's daughter there. She's going to be the star of the team. Even if she gets injured, she's it's what? like, yeah, you're going to be a star. She's, a, she's like 18, right? Their 18th birthday, and then they signed her ass up for that. Oh, right away. Scooped her up. Not going to let AEW get in her ear and say, yeah, come on over. They already had the contract ready to go. It's like, you'll be making more too, probably. Just come on in and we'll teach you the ins and outs of NXT. So unless she's like the worst thing ever, you can pretty much bank on that. I don't know when. We'll say like, we'll, we'll say five years down the line. We have oh, no yeah. idea. This is She's like the, the first pocket. overall pick. <laughs> first <laughs> overall pick in the draft. They come in and they're in the system. But uh, the draft's going to be coming up soon. Uh, it's going to be like the Friday as night one. And then Raw is going to be night two. Uh, they do this every year. They kind of like, I don't know if they half-ass it, but it seems like the same guys and women move brands every year. Do you want to see something different this year? And like, who would be some of the names you would move to Raw SmackDown? Ooh. Okay, give me a second here. What about um, what about McIntyre? He's been mucking it up on Raw for the last, basically since he's come over, right? Oh, yeah. or since he got called up. I think that's a name that kind of that sticks out. I would like to see him back on SmackDown where he started, actually. Uh, who else? Who else is there? Maybe Ricochet. I'd like to see him get a fresh start. Mm. But yeah, you are right. Because every year it's basically the same guys. And they all bounce around anyways. I think they got it right in 2015 or 2016. Other than that, it's kind of been the same thing. So I would like to see a champion. Like what if just like Reigns and Lashley just fucking switched? Something like that. Oh, the head of the table going in for uh, <laughs> the almighty. Fox might not like it, but it's all good. Give the big man a big platform. What about, um, man, you know what? Shayna Baszler, too. Since we were talking, I think, because we were talking about NXT guys, uh, like botched debuts and stuff. <laughs> That's another one. Shayna Baszler needs a fresh start. They completely ruined her. The second, I, I, the, the, the best thing I can think about was the Elimination Chamber match where she choked out everyone. Like, that's a nice little start. And then they ruined it from there. So, uh, yeah, may, maybe her. I'll throw her in there. Yeah, I would move uh, Shayna Baszler for sure. Uh, they kind of ruined her there. Charlotte. She's always moving brands. I would keep her in one spot, make her the person of the vision everyone goes through, like a Liv Morgan type of thing, do something different. Uh, who who else is a name here? Io Shirai, I think would be good to go either Raw or SmackDown. Gargano. Uh, yeah, it's like all the same ones. I'd like to see Drew McIntyre. I think that's the outcome there. He's going to go to SmackDown. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I'd like them to stay in one spot for a whole year. 
uh, Randy Orton, maybe make him the face there uh, of Raw, kind of like what Edge was on SmackDown. And you know what? Let's have some fun here. Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, get them on the same show. I think it's about time that those two have a feud. I think they've had one match against each other, like maybe once or twice every five years. They'll get in the ring and have a moment. But just finding this I saw online of these two, like I think it's time they have a feud. They're not getting any younger. I think it'd be fun and refreshing for fans if they did something like that. But you think it would work if uh, Jeff and Ray would have a longer feud with each other? For like an intercontinental <laughs> you know, title. When the fuck was this picture? Like, oh wait, <laughs> must be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be invested. We grew up with these guys. <laughs> Ray still going. Um, we all know Jeff Hardy. The man really changed. I mean, within WWE, the man really changes his character. These guys are universally loved. Uh, it's <laughs> it's like Shawn Michaels and The Rock. Like they've been there forever, but they don't. They're not. They're not fucking connected. They rarely have programs. It's funny how it works out. But yeah, man, I'm on board. Whether it's for a title or not, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy. That's money stuff. And I'm just gonna put this out there again. You know, Rey Mysterio needs to turn heel. It'd be fun. Oh my god! Let the guy challenge himself. Be. Have Jeff Hardy in the ring. Maybe they're tag teaming. Like Jeff Hardy gets drafted to SmackDown. Dominic's with Ray. They have a little six-man tag, and Ray. We just seen him in the past when he went after Brock. Bring that same intensity. Just get pissed off at Jeff Hardy doing something stupid, and just attack him. Then all the little kids in the crowd will be like, "Ray, why? Ray, Ray!" And then <laughs> next week he'll come out and just cut a promo that we never heard before. Ray's a bad guy. Goes with Jeff Hardy. That'd be funny and good at the same time. You see Ray come out one week and. Would be a nice flip the script moment. Him as a heel could have a uh, Ray and Jeff win the tag team champions, and then over time things start to go downhill for Jeff. Maybe he starts to hit the bottle again, and then maybe he starts to lay it out on Dominic, and then boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother Nero makes a comeback. Jeff as a heel, bring up that old character. I'm down with that. Uh, Just rocks Dominic with a chair. And just leaves. <laughs> Perfect theme music for that. No more words. He doesn't explain it. Just like hit the theme music. That's all I got to say about that. Ooh. But uh, speaking of WWE and speaking of releases, got to touch on this one. Last week, they had a release that no one really saw coming, but apparently it was asked. Ric Flair is uh, a free agent again. Look at this man right here. (laughs) (laughs) He asked for his release, apparently for creative differences. And really, at the end of the day, he doesn't want to share any of that money that he gets for autograph signings and all these business ventures with WWE. So smart move on his behalf. Where do you see Ric Flair going? Do you think he's just going to wait it out? He'll only do appearances once in a while, or does he got something else cooking? I see him going to Vegas for the next three fucking weeks on a serious bender. But uh, it's Ric Flair. That guy will disappear for a while. He'll show up. He'll show up on some random wrestling program, disappear for another nine months, show up in the news about getting a DUI. You know the drill. But, yeah, I could see him in AEW, and you know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could see him being the manager with uh, our buddy there, El Idolo. So, uh it, it's the obvious answer, but it's the one I'm going with. 
<laughs> I posted something about uh, to the NWA. I'm like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to see this guy in the studio environment cutting promos, maybe with Nick Aldis. They go and retweet it, got the discussion going. They invite him to the pay-per-view they have. So maybe we'll see Ric Flair get his name back out there just for a little bit, make a little appearance, make a lot of money, and I see AEW as a destination. But the big question is, there was uh, some talk that Ric Flair wanted to wrestle, and uh, I kind of speculated earlier in the year, like Ric Flair, Hogan, they're going to get involved, Lacey Evans or Charlotte, have them on the outside, they'll probably end up fighting, but he wants to wrestle, it looks like, and he really confirmed this by yesterday, putting out an Instagram post with that promo in black and white of him saying he'll never retire. Uh, that's a little bold. Uh, especially his health issues in the recent years, but I think he's seeing Sting in AEW on TNT, and <laughs> we're going to see this one more time. Him and coming on the rope, the tape around the fingers, because you know what that means. He's going to blade his fucking forehead, and him and Sting go at it on <laughs> Dynamite. Well, it's going to be entertaining, 100%. They're both pushing 70. I, I'm just... I just hope both of them are good. Sting, we've known since the Rollins match, has redeemed himself. He's in great shape for his age. But Ric Flair, I, can't, I don't remember the last time I've seen this man take a bump. So I love his antics on the outside. He's uh, one of the best managers ever. But I'm a little worried because you know these guys are going to go all out. And like you said, there's probably going to be a lot of blood. So I'm, fuck, I'm curious. <laughs> Yeah, Ric Flair worries me more than Sting because Sting, you know, the whole thing with WWE's uh, test there, not clearing him to compete, looked like it was bullshit because he was taking bumps and looks like he's pretty fit for his age, takes care of himself. Ric Flair, on the other hand, it's a little rough. Uh, taking a bump might be uh, the worst thing, especially from Sting if he drops him wrong. So you think it will be a long match or do you think AEW will just avoid this altogether? Oh, I think they'll do it if they can. They'll, they'll go all out for the entrances and they'll make it a big spectacle. But uh, I, I want to say like 12 minutes tops, something like that, with a lot of standing around and posing, you know, even one of those type of things. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already seeing it now. They're going to hype it up big. And then uh, the match obviously probably won't deliver. We'll see some interference, but... Yeah, I think he, he'll be the best manager if he goes to AEW. Uh, I know L.E. Delo is a name there, but could you see something where him and Arn Anderson join Tully in the pinnacle and start managing MJF? Or is that too many guys there on the outside? <laughs> I don't know if it's too many. It would probably make it, make it work. You know what? I would like it. I don't think it's too many. That would be hilarious. But yeah, if they wanted to go in that direction for sure. But I still like the... Uh, the L.E. the little pairing. <laughs> Especially with Vicky. Too, like, yeah, a lot of directions you can go with it. Oh, and they got our boy Chavo there, too. Oh, they're they're buzzing over there with L.E. the little. This guy's own little. Like fucking, looks like a sensei with that blazer. <laughs> double blazer. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, Friday's going to be interesting. They got AEW Rampage starting up. And uh, next week's apparently CM Punk's debut. They're hyping it up, the first dance, and sold out in Chicago. So 
They're uh, on the rise there. Christian Cage, Kenny Omega main eventing all out. Two good Canadian kids. Uh, what do you think about that? I guess as our final topic about Christian Cage getting that main event spot. Yeah, buddy. It's TNA Impact all over again. Like, don't, 15 years later? Yeah, 2005, something like that. So at this point of his career, I did not think he'd be main eventing anything in his 40s. But um, I think every time we talk Christian, we always touch on it. Just the fact that he came back from those injuries years ago uh, to get back into the ring, uh, to get back to where he is, is honestly amazing. So I'm, I'm always down for a Christian main event spot. I think it's kind of smart that they, because obviously CM Punk, if he wrestles at all out, maybe against Darby Allen, it's going to overshadow whatever happens after, because that's what all the talk's going to be about. They're in Chicago. So I think having Christian main events a little safer, uh, you know, yeah. the match will deliver, but you know, it's getting overshadowed. And I think if uh, Kenny goes over and then starts attacking Christian, you know how AEW likes to do those debuts at the end of the pay-per-view. Uh, maybe we see Daniel Bryan come out and that sets up uh, that big uh, New York show they have in that outdoor stadium, tennis stadium. But you think that's what they should do or should they go away from the WWE guys for now? So you're saying that would be the cliffhanger up until the the Wednesday show? Yeah, so you have Christian lose, get attacked by the elite. Daniel Bryan comes out. They have a little stare down and don't hear nothing until they have that sold out uh, tennis court AEW show. <laughs> I would hold off on that. I don't think it would make sense to have like the elite and then Brian and Punk like emerge just right off the bat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how, where would that come from? Though? They're just being like, hey, we're WWE guys. Fuck with us. <laughs> Well, uh, you know what I mean, though? I think they could, uh, they could build to that for sure. But, like, right off the bat, I don't know. I would love to see Punk come out. But, uh, yeah. to lead to all those guys, like, yeah, I would love to see a build towards that. With all out, like, CM Punk probably wrestling there. Uh, do you think he should go right away, like, after that little program he eventually does, probably with Darby? Like, should he get that title shot right away or? You have to long-term build that a little bit more. Yeah, you could long-term build that. I don't think he needs the title. Um, a guy like CM Punk, um, you know, everyone knows his name within the wrestling world, even not even. So I don't think you have to give him the title right away. I think just having the name on under your company is, is a win in itself. So over time, if you want to give it to him, sure. But uh, I think it'd be a lot better to give it to someone, a uh, younger guy or just keep doing what they're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one coming up there. AEW. Uh, getting all these names, getting all the buzz. I'll have to see about that, What's gonna what they have in store there. But uh, Piniello, this was fun. Episode 143. Uh, we'll get Chris back on off the IR. We're going to activate him next week. Uh, he'll be ready to go, ready to host this thing next week. Uh, but yeah, that's episode 143. Stick around for more and uh, we'll see you next week.